back to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, I will cover my best tips for planning a trip to London. So I've been to London many times, more than 15. Most of these trips were for work, but even so, I've had a lot of opportunities to spend the weekends and do a lot of things while I've been there. Also, my daughter completed a summer course abroad in London, and when she was there, we took advantage of that. We did. We visited her, and we did a lot of sightseeing. So I will say, for Americans, London is such an easy place to visit. I'll just touch on the weather. It's generally dull, but remember, the city is very exciting, and it'll make up for that. London traditionally has a lot of gray and misty weather, and so it's just something to be aware of. Um, and summer can be really hot. So I'm going to jump into these tips right now. And the first one is around summer. So tip one, if you're planning your trip in summer, make sure you have air condition. When my daughter Athena was there for the university program, there was a heat wave. She was in an attic apartment with no air condition and only survived by cold showers and putting wet towels in the freezer and sleeping with them. So it's just kind of funny. And I just want everyone to be aware that you may not realize not everywhere in London has air condition. It traditionally had not been that hot in the summer. Most hotels do, but Airbnbs don't. And so my son and I, we stayed in an Airbnb in the summer when we dropped her off and it did not have air condition. But luckily, the weather was milder that week, so we were fine. But tip one, make sure you have air condition if you're going in the summer. Tip number two is around airfare. It's about a seven-hour flight to London from New York City. If you're flying from the U.S. or from most countries, you should plan to fly into Heathrow or Gatwick. So I have flown from Philadelphia, New York City, or Bermuda, and all of them were non-stops to Heathrow. You really don't need a connection anywhere from the East Coast into London. It's It's actually a place that if you're flying somewhere else in Europe, you might have a connection in London, but the flights are easy and cheap. And so if you're coming from the East Coast in the U.S., you should not have a connection. You should be able to find a reasonable airfare. So one of the things I would say, and this is not specific to London, but try to book your flights at least six months out, and that'll give you the best pricing. Also, check different departure dates. Weekends are often much more expensive than weekdays. So again, look for non-stops and hopefully if you're flexible, you'll be able to get some very, very inexpensive flights to London. So tip three is the transportation from the airport into London. The most expensive way to get into a major city from the airport is usually via a taxi or private transportation. And this is one area that I actually normally treat myself. When you are on an overnight flight and you've had very little sleep and you have luggage, it's very hard to figure out public transportation and manage your luggage. So I usually do treat myself and and have that luxury of getting picked up or take a taxi. But I do want to warn you, and this is an important tip that to think about, if you, in London, it can be anywhere from 50 pounds to 200 pounds one way into the city because in the London area roads close a lot whether it's in a government event whether there's something going on with the royal family 
it is not unheard of that it can take you. One time I had a $200 um, fare one way, and I should say pound, not dollar, 200 pound one way into the city because the roads were all closed. And so the taxi drove around forever and that meter was just ticking. So here's my tip. Ask your hotel or your Airbnb host to explain if there's any tube options. So the tube is like their metro, it's their underground transportation. And depending on where you're staying, the tube could be a very easy and good option for you to take. And so I just wanted to bring that up. Many hotels have concierges and they're very happy to help you. So my tip is to contact either the hotel or your host and see if there's a a tube option and that will save you not only money, but time. It could save you a lot of time. So tip four is going to be my fastest tip. It's use the tube. Everyone does. If you're looking for transportation around London, it's easy. Get the Oyster card, load some money on it. There's maps everywhere and pictures and everyone's very helpful. Use the tube to get everywhere. So tip five is planning where to stay. So when you ask someone where you should stay in London, it's like asking them like where to stay in New York City. There's so many factors that go into this and what's right for me might be different for you. So let me just share the area that I stayed in for most of my trips to London, and I absolutely love it. It is not an area that lots and lots of tourists stay in. Tip five is the city of London, all the way to the east. It's called really the Tower of London area. This is kind of seen as a business district, but there is so much to do there, and it has a very convenient tube station. They also have very reasonable hotel prices. So I normally stay one or two two blocks from the Tower of London. And so what is the Tower of London? It's a historic castle on the River Thames, and it's a must-see when you're in London. So here you are right next to it. And there are tours by the Beefeaters, and Beefeaters are the men that guard the crown jewels, And they used to look after prisoners when they were actually held at the Tower of London. That's no longer, there's no prisoners. But they they guard the crown jewels and it's an amazing building to visit. And these beef eaters give the tours. And they were called the beef eaters because they were able to eat as much beef from the king's table as they wanted. The tours are very fun and interesting. And so that's right in this area. Also, Right next to the Tower of London, there are boats that you can take on the river. I took a boat to Greenwich, and that was so nice. This area has lots of maritime history, an old royal, like, Navy college, and then they have, like, a ship, the Cuddy Sark, that you can visit. We actually, there's a whiskey brand that's actually named after that ship, so that was kind of nice. And there's a really nice market there. So these are all things that you can do in this area of London, Another fantastic thing to do is to walk over Tower Bridge. And Tower Bridge is the most iconic bridge in London. It has two towers and it has blue iron work all over it. And I would say it's up there with the Brooklyn Bridge and being able to recognize it. So everyone will recognize Tower Bridge and it's right there in this area. I love to walk across it and then you can turn right and walk down the on the river 
and you'll pass all these different restaurants. It's a lot of fun. And in about 15 minutes, you'll hit the Tate Modern Museum. So that's something fun to do. And there is a right there is another bridge called the Millennium Footbridge. And this one is completely different than Tower Bridge. It's very modern and um, low uh, across the water. And so if you cross it, you'll right, be right there at St. Paul's Cathedral. So these are all things to do in this area. You know, people say, why would you stay in the Tower of London area? And I will say, because there is so much to do in this area, and you can easily get everywhere else on the tube. So another hidden gem in this area is called St. Catherine's Dock. And this is like right next to the Tower Bridge. Instead of crossing the bridge, just look to the left, and you'll find some little alleyways, and they'll take you into a very large marina. This is the only marina in the city of London. And there's yachts and there's beautiful buildings and people, apartments where people live. And there's restaurants all around the marina. And honestly, you're going to thank me because London can get crazy. And this is like a little oasis away from everything. So when you're done sightseeing, to come back and have dinner in right on St. Catherine's Dock is amazing. So the type of hotels in this area, like I'll just, I'm not going to mention many of them, but there's a double tree by Hilton that right now in July of 2023, it's about 200 a night. It has a great rooftop bar. I've been to this place many times and the bar is gorgeous. You have views of everything. Highly recommend it. The other hotel I love is Citizen M and you guys probably know I'm a fan of that hotel because I mentioned it in a lot of my episodes but this one has the best views ask for a room with a view of the Tower of London and I'm going to post a picture of that on my Instagram because it has such great views and that's about a 180 a night this hotel is literally feet away from the tube so if you were coming from the airport you could get here super easily and just pretty much roll into your hotel Um, If you wanted a higher-end place and not stay there, um, I would suggest Knightsbridge, which is one of the poshest neighborhoods in all of London. So I stayed at 11 Cadogan Gardens, and it was a January, and my husband and daughter were joining me for this trip. And I was looking for something, like, really special, something different, because I had always stayed stayed in the um, near Tower of London. And this... Today, this hotel is a little bigger and more modern. I think it takes up two buildings. But when I stayed there, it was a very small boutique hotel. And the rooms felt like they were actually part of a castle, the way they furnished them. We had a suite, which had a bedroom and a living room, and they were able to wheel a bed in for Athena. And then when I walked to the tube, you had to almost trip over. There were so many Bentleys and Rolls Royces. This area is... like nothing I've ever been to. So this is an area, if you want to experience that, you could stay in Knightsbridge. The streets were full of nannies taking kids to school, and it was just a completely different setting. And I can tell you a funny thing, that this hotel, the concierge that worked at the hotel, was voted the number one concierge in London. And every day he would ask us what he could do for us. And I, back then, didn't even have that many hotel rooms, so I always wondered what he did. 
But one day, like my husband Dean likes to joke around with people, and he said, you know, it started to drizzle, and the, the gentleman was asking, what could, he, what could he do for us? And and Dean said, carry the umbrellas over us as we walk to the tube station. And this man jumped up, grabbed the umbrellas, and of course we started to laugh, because we were only joking. We weren't going to ask him to carry umbrellas and walk us to the tube station. But this was the type of service that he was ready to provide. This area is also very well known with many famous people. Mick Jagger and Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones live in this area. Pete Townsend from The Who. Also, many actors and actresses have homes here. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie have a home. I don't know which one has it now. Kira Knightley, but it, it is filled with very wealthy and very famous people. So I also looked up where do most tourists actually stay in London? I've talked about the Tower of London area, and now I've talked about Knightsbridge. And what it's, what it, what I was able to find out is that most tourists stay in Leicester Square and Piccadilly Circus area. So I kind of looked at that and I said, wow, um, these are central areas, but these are like the Times Square of London. Um, I've been to these areas and I would definitely not pick to stay here, but it looks like because they're central, that's where most tourists stay. But it looks like I've given you two other options, and I'm going to stick with, as my tip five, as being the Tower of London area. It has great tube access, has so many things to do, it's peaceful, and lots of choice for hotels. So again, lots of areas outside of Leicester Square and Piccadilly Circus that might be good. Think about the Tower of London. Finally, for my last tip, tip number six, we're going to talk about food. And my tip is make sure you try new food. London has one of the greatest diversity of people anywhere in the world. They're known for being great travelers, and they have such a great appetite for food and love for food that you'll have countless options. First, I suggest you try Indian food in London. The quality that can be found is unheard of outside of India. Actually, one of the most famous Indian dishes, chicken tiki masala, was invented in the UK. It wasn't even invented in India. I once ate at an Indian restaurant, and I believe it was actually in Knightsbridge, which I talked about earlier. And I went there with work friends. It was so fancy and so beautiful. But what I remembered most about it was that there was mainly Muslim women eating here. And one of my friends explained that these are very wealthy women that do not go out by themselves or go to very many places. There are places that, that are safe and approved by their families. And this was one of the places. And the food was amazing. But we arrived by Uber. But there were all these black cars outside with security guards with each of them waiting for the customers. And so... As I talked about all the famous people living in Knightsbridge, I just will mention there's also a lot of wealthy people who are not famous and don't want us to know how wealthy they are. But this was really interesting to have Indian food in such an upscale environment. So also try Burmese food. That is from the country of Burma. And I had never had it before I came to London. It was so good. My son and I went back. We went back twice. There's a place in the Spitalfields Market. So um, that's where I know there's a really good one. So if you want to try it. 
but also try all the different ethnic foods around. There's such a great diversity. And also, please go to a pub. Go to many pubs. These are the backbone of the UK existence. It's very normal to find people in the middle of the day having a pint at the local pub. And even people that are supposed to be working, you'll see people in suits having a drink in the middle of the day. It's very normal there and very accepted. But when you're there, get the fish and chips. Even try the mushy peas. Believe it or not, they're really good. They look like mashed potatoes, but they're green and made from peas. Or the bangers and mash, and bangers are sausage, and they put some kind of brown gravy all over it. It's very good. Give it a shot. You'll be happy that you tried these things. Don't be surprised when there's a lot of unusual things on the menu. They're very, a lot of the menus have rabbit, lamb, and duck as just everyday dishes. It's much more common in London than in the U.S. to have them on so commonly on our, on the menus. One of my favorite British snacks is a scotch egg. My childhood friend's mom was from the U.K. and she'd make these and bring them to tailgate parties they kind of look like a giant meatball with and then they're like ground sausage around a hard-boiled egg and you can cut them in half pick them up and eat them they're absolutely delicious they're considered like a pub food so you can find them in pubs but even higher-end restaurants sell them like a brunch dish one thing to be aware of is that because i'm from america i'm accustomed to my hard-boiled eggs being well done. This is not true anywhere else in the world. And so when you get a scotch egg, you might realize that center of your, the egg yolk is runny, a little bit runny. So just be prepared. You can get used to it pretty fast and it's actually better because they're not so dry the way we serve it. So just something to think about. Please try a, a scotch egg. So to end this, tip six is to try lots of interesting and different food. London has lots of chains that are going to appeal to you. They have ZZ's for pizza and pasta and Wagamama for ramen. Just don't let that stop you from trying the locally owned pubs and the amazing ethnic food that is available to you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Travels with Alicia. I hope these tips help you when you're planning your trip to London. I'll be creating several more episodes on London, so stay tuned for more Travels with Alicia.